This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 127. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Dean Burton. Dean has been working with WordPress as a customer success lead at WP Buffs. He works alongside the team there to make sure that their clients and agency partners are successful. We're glad to have you here. Welcome, Dean. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, Dean, nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us out here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Yes, sure thing. Um, yeah, so I'm Dean. I'm from the UK, I'm currently living in Spain. Um, I work, um, yeah, for WP Buffs. Um, we're a WordPress maintenance, care, and support company. Um, and yeah, I'm the, the customer success lead over there. Um, so I get to do all the fun stuff, like keeping customers happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alongside the team. Um, yeah. So how did you discover that position and were you already working with WordPress before you started doing that? Um, yes, but this is a really good question because my journey was kind of um, all over the place before I came to WordPress. <laughs> um, so I was freelancing. So I was kind of, um, I was building websites for kind of as a freelancer. Um, kind of half successfully, um, but also struggling because I was learning WordPress at the time as well. <laughs> like I think most freelancers, um, yeah, start out that way with WordPress. Um, so that, yeah, I, I kind of was exploring through WordPress um, before I began working with it kind of officially. Um, so I kind of followed that usual path of, um, I guess, discovering WordPress and then eventually working with it. Um, but yeah, and then eventually I found WP Buffs um, and spoke to Joe and Nick and then, um, yeah, became part of the team eventually. But it took quite a while to get to that, <laughs> get to that point, definitely. Yeah, we had, Joe was one of our very first guests on Hallway Chats and I've known him for a long time and it's been great to see his company, WP Buffs, expanding and to have a team um, of great people like yourself um, have you worked on a team like that before, or is this your first meet? As a freelancer, we often work alone a lot. So what's it been like working mm. on a team? Yeah, so um, so outside of the WordPress and tech world, I've worked on kind of, yeah, I've worked on teams before. So for me, working in a team like this is not new. The, the one thing that was new um, was working with WordPress and working 100% remote. So I did have to make a big switch when I came over to WP Buffs. Um, of course, as a freelancer, I was working remote as well, but you're so distracted by the hundred different hats you try to wear as a freelancer or an agency owner that you, um, yeah, you kind of almost forget you're doing it remotely, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think one of the, the big switches for me was, um, was really kind of settling into the remote work and kind of how the communication kind of worked on a remote team. Um, yeah, all of that sort of thing was kind of brand new to me, really. Um, yeah, but again, had the remote work experience. It was just kind of, yeah, coming into a team that was already set remote. And I was like, wow, this is just like a brand new world to me. But that was fun. Yeah, that's interesting. And we were talking before we started that you live in Spain. 
mm-hmm. but you're originally from the UK. So, um, so you're remote working from your your expat life. Um, so, are you feeling like remote remote times two there, or is there a good WordPress community where you are, and do you interact with them as well? Mm. Yeah. So um, normally I work from a co-working space. So I'm really lucky because I live in Seville. Um, so it's I live kind of in the city. So it's quite a vibrant place to live. <clears throat> um, and there are a lot of co-working spaces around. So you get to meet a lot of different business owners, maybe freelancers and contractors as well. And some of them do work with WordPress. Maybe they have a business that run a WordPress website um, or they're kind of working with WordPress themselves. So co-working spaces are just a really great place to just accidentally meet somebody and just talk, start talking about WordPress. Um, but yeah, there's also a really good WordPress community here as well. So um, they have meetups here. Um, and also WordCamp Seville is held here as well. So um, I've not actually been to that. Um, I've actually only lived in Seville for the past year. I've kind of been around Spain, um, hoping to settle in, in Seville now. But yeah, um, but yeah, there's definitely a, a totally vibrant community of WordPress people here in Seville. So you you talked about freelancing and kind of making websites and, and getting into WordPress that way. Talk about how you decided to, or how you stumbled on or drifted into making websites in the first place. Was that a was that a career choice? Was that something you just happened to learn it as a as a youngster? Walk us through that. Well, what happened originally was I so I had always lived in England my whole life um, throughout my kind of early twenties. I was just kind of working in either customer success roles or customer success kind of oriented jobs. I never really kind of found a career that I would say this is my career and I'm really passionate about. Um, and, and really, I kind of jumped to a few different companies, a few different positions and roles. And I think a lot of people do. Um, in England, at least, I can only speak for myself. Um, and I guess in a sense, I was really lucky that I was able to. Um, so from there, what I did was... Um, I actually ended up working with homelessness. So I ended up in homelessness support, so the social work sector. Um, And that was what I was set on. I was like, this is my career. This is what I'm gonna gonna aim for. I love this job um, and I love this whole, um, yeah. Just working with the the most amazing people, um, colleagues as well as the the clients that I worked with as well. Um, So I was actually completely set that that was gonna be my life. and then I did that for actually three years until I moved to Spain, which I thought would be a temporary move. Um, and I taught English in Spain. Um, so that was going to be just, yeah, kind of a temporary sort of relax. Let's get some headspace back. It's been quite uh, an intense few years working um, kind of within the social work sector. Um, and, and yeah, I just, I never went, never went back to England. I discovered WordPress while I was here in Spain and everything spiraled so fast um, that I, I just stayed. <laughs> um, yeah. So were those, talk about getting those first clients then. Were those, you know, uh, mates from Spain who said, you know, hola, you make a website and uh, you went from there? Or were they contacts back back home who said, hey, you know, Dean, we hear you're playing around with the internet. Can you help us? What did it look like? Yeah, so it was actually a mixture of those two things. Um, to begin with, as I started to kind of 
explore WordPress um, and dig into like little bits of code here and there. Um, I, I didn't have any experience doing any of this stuff. So it was really me just kind of learning and exploring from my own sort of curiosity and interest to begin with. Um, so I think what happens to a lot of us is that when people hear that you work with websites, whether it's WordPress or not, people go, oh, so you can fix this, right? You can fix that, right? And so people start to just know you as the IT person. Um, so you kind of filter through those things and occasionally um, people will come to you with their WordPress sites and you just start kind of collecting this almost portfolio of troubleshooting things for people. And I really did just kind of go from there. Um, I remember one of my first projects was um, a school. So it was a, a school in Spain run by an English lady from London, um, but she was running like a preschool and she needed a new website. Um, and it was all kind of built on Genesis, um, but yeah, I remember wasting kind of so much time. Just, um, I got paid very little for that website. <laughs> but yeah, it was a mixture of kind of people knowing people who needed help with WordPress um, and also just kind of little jobs here and there to maybe fix something that I knew how to fix just to gain experience. Um, and from there, I just kind of worked with very few clients as a freelancer, but um, I learned a ton. Yeah, I learned a ton. Yeah, we've all started out there getting paid not enough, um, but we're getting paid to learn in a lot of cases. So after many years, then you kind of feel like you've done so many different things that when somebody has a question, you have a reference point for that. Like, oh, yeah, I had that happen on a website. I can I know how yeah, to fix yeah. that now. Yeah, um, it's it gets to be more satisfying the more you learn. And speaking of satisfying, I'm wondering in your current role as a as a customer support person, um, is what the satisfaction level is of that. Because uh, I think for me, I like to live out of my inbox a lot in terms of that being my to-do list because I can go in there and a client asks a question and I can fix it and solve it. And that's very satisfying versus like writing a blog post or coming up with a business plan or something that requires a longer uh, period of maybe focus and less satisfaction at the end. So um, talk a little bit about that, about what it's like to solve problems for people. Yeah, um, it is it is very satisfying because I, I think actually one of the one of the best things for me is when I kind of see our team and our developers all kind of communicating in Slack together. Uh, maybe a client's kind of contacted us and I'm kind of following the thread. I don't necessarily need to be involved at this point, but I can see it's kind of becoming a bit complicated. And I'm, and I'm thinking because I don't have kind of developer knowledge as such. So I'm kind of looking at it from a, a customer success point of, um, yeah, sort of road, if you like. And so it's really good for me when I see the team come in and they're all working together in Slack, they're all communicating together just to whiz through this problem that to me just seems so, such a mountain. <laughs> um, and then at the end of that, to see this client just so happy that this monumental challenge has been solved within 24 hours or, or, or have a long term. Um, so that's really, that, that, that really isn't me, that's our team, you know, like, um, yeah. So I think that's one of the most, yeah, satisfactory things for me as part of the job. Um, and of course, the bits that I, I get involved in, um, yeah, just making sure our agency partners are successful. So we white label for agencies and freelancers as well. So a lot of the time I'll be on a call with a freelancer or an agency and um, sometimes they're sort of brand new and they've seen our white label program. And it's just really exciting to see what stage they're at. Um, you know, to, to want to hand over work to us um, and kind of free up their time. So I can kind of see it from where I am, customer support, 
and I can see where they are. And it's just so exciting for me to be able to jump in and go, I can help you. I know how you can transition this. Um, so that's a really fun part. That's, yeah, I get a lot of satisfaction with kind of guiding freelancers and agencies down that sort of route to work with us. Oh, I just had a thought and it just went right out of my head. Right out of my head. Tara, my, tag, you're it. That's probably my fault. <laughs> I sent you a message in Slack. Um, Dean, we ask everyone on the show about success. And I guess you kind of touched on a little bit of that feeling of, of satisfaction from being successful and helping someone solve a problem. But maybe in a more broader general term, how do you define success and, and apply that definition to your life? Yeah, so I think for me to define success, I would really say, um, again, just kind of talking from my experience and kind of the decisions I've made of kind of, I'm going to say jumping from job to job in the past to really find what I really love to do, um, which is of course now WordPress. I think you have to make really hard decisions sometimes and be a little bit brave and probably a little bit stupid <laughs> sometimes. Um, I had the kind of privilege to be able to kind of jump between customer success jobs, if you like, and um, really find my my happy spot within my kind of work life. Um, so I think for me, like to be successful is to really, as cliche as it sounds, is to be happy with what you do. I don't feel like I come to work. I feel like I, I'm really kind of like, um, with friends in Slack and on Zoom, you know, um, and of course, like working with our clients as well. So yeah, for me, I think success is really just not being afraid to continue moving, keep making decisions for yourself and pushing forwards until you do find that kind of happy spot in your, your work. Well, it takes up a lot of our time, you know, and life is short if you can make action whether that's a really tiny piece of action if you're not happy in your spot um to just do something to push forward a little bit um and yeah i think that i think that's kind of that's kind of it for me to be success is just to be happy with what you do um with your work and yeah it sounds maybe kind of simple but <laughs> it's simple's not. good simple's good in an age of chaos simple is good mm. dean how does that how does that definition transfer to things that aren't work that are life or personal or outside of the virtual yeah. office? Yeah, I, it's it's not always easy. I mean, if I take, for example, one big decision that I made in my life was to leave my job in England to move to Spain. Um, and what my eyes would have been a break. It was a gamble because in my eyes, I was thinking I would go back to the work that I at the time loved. Um, I didn't have that security. I wasn't on sabbatical. I didn't, you know, I just took a gamble and thought, I, I, I have to do this. Had I not done that and made that decision, I wouldn't be where I am now. I really wouldn't. So that fear kind of led that change and ultimately, like, my <laughs> success now, really. Like, um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have found WordPress. I wouldn't have found this whole community that I'm now involved in if I hadn't have made that sim that seemingly simple decision to kind of just go, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of a break now. And by giving myself that kind of period of um, rest, if you like, to come to Spain and experience something new, I wouldn't have found WordPress. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, just for me, like making those decisions, whether they're quite tough decisions sometimes, they can lead you down really good paths. What do you do for fun, which it sounds like 
you uh, enjoy working with your team and that's fun. What else do you yeah. like to do for fun? <clears throat> well, living in Spain, um, where do I start? <laughs> um, Spain has amazing outdoor life, especially in Seville. So when I'm not at my computer, I just love to be outside. Um, whether that's like eating in a restaurant because food is really cheap here, which is so dangerous. Because <laughs> uh, you just end up eating out all the time. Um, and good yeah, too, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. Um, yeah, so just hanging out, meeting people. There are so many meetups like outside of the WordPress community as well. Um, like hiking and like literally cooking courses on meetup, like everything here. Um, so if you, yeah, I mean, learning the language as well is just a big thing. Um, so just generally being outdoors, I love it. How well did you know Spanish before you moved, before you moved to teach English? I mean, obviously in the classroom, you're good, right? Like, we're going to speak English in this classroom. But once class ends, then what happened? What was that like? Yeah, so it was a really, it still is a really interesting journey for me because when I was accepted for the job to teach English in the academy over here, um, I had done kind of teacher training, um, which was fairly short, um, but it meant that I had to learn English grammar. And uh, quite honestly, in school in England, we don't learn English grammar, we just don't. Um, and so looking back, that really helped me when learning Spanish, because if I hadn't have learned my own English grammar, I would have no idea what these tenses meant in Spanish. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I knew no zero Spanish when I came here. Um, I remember kind of watching the Spanish news in, in Bristol in England, um, and just kind of thinking, wow, I'm never going to be able to speak this language. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to speak Spanish. But I look back and, and those moments just really helped me. Um, yeah, but definitely learning English grammar before Spanish grammar, that helped. Yeah, I love that. Just kind of jumping off the cliff. Let, let's see how this goes. And uh, you just don't know where it's going to go. And 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 it can all go pear-shaped and, and go mm -hmm. south in a hurry. But, you know, to some extent, you can just grab your backpack and go back home and yeah. call it a lesson. And it didn't work out that way, which is wonderful. But I, I, I like that. You got to be a little brave. You got to be a little stupid. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, like you say, it doesn't always work, and yeah, um, <clears throat> but definitely being being brave, and if you have the opportunity to make that challenge, make that move, make that decision, take that challenge on, definitely don't 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 skip it. What's been the biggest challenge then? And maybe I'll ask it in kind of a work environment. So you mm -hmm. you moved to Spain to to teach English, and you talked about the challenges of learning Spanish and learning English grammar, and but as you transitioned from that teaching job and do more of a web focused WordPress. What's been your biggest challenge in that area? Mm, there's been, of course, technical challenges. Um, in my role now, I don't, I luckily I don't, I don't need to know, I don't need to be too technical in my role. Um, so the biggest challenge for me, um, I, I began working with WP Buffs as uh, kind of a happiness buff or customer success buff um, is what we call them. Uh, maybe, yeah, the kind of happiness engineers, I guess, is the most common term. Um, but yeah, so I think the, the biggest challenge for me was moving into a leadership position. So actually leading the customer success side. Um, 
I've never been in a leadership position before. And I think some people kind of, you kind of feel like you're, you know, some people are born with leadership skills. Some people learn them, some people, you know, and I think with leadership is, was the biggest challenge for me. Um, and still is, I'm still always learning um, how to be a good leader. And um, it just feels like quite a big responsibility. You're kind of trying to move your ship, your boat forwards, um, you know, with all these people. And yeah, I think it, it is a challenge. You learn from other people, you learn from what other people are doing um, and you take what you've learned along the way and just try to apply that. But leadership is definitely a challenge. Would you say there's something that's surprised you working in um, customer success, customer support, um, in terms of challenges that people have using WordPress, pro issues that they have that, like, is there something that stands out as a recurring issue that you never had encountered or that surprised you? Um, not particularly on a technical level, but one of the things that I do find quite common is how people will communicate their challenges um, and how we as a team um, work efficiently to, to help the client get across that challenge. Um, as, as customer success, you know, our, our aim is to make sure the customer or the partner is successful working with us. And a big part of that is communication, especially as a remote team. So I think that's probably the most recurring challenge that we see, especially with businesses that are technical, technically minded. Um, we tend to kind of sometimes fall into a trap of we work with WordPress day in, day out. And so, you know, for us, this lingo, this language is just so second nature. So sometimes I can come across into an email to a client and they're not as technical as us. And so we have to kind of check in and keep remembering that, you know, how can we help the client help us basically? Um, and to me, that's, you know, that's helping the client be successful working with a support team. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that before so much. I, I know when I submit support requests for plugins or products, I have maybe more knowledge. So I can, but I can tell sometimes in responses that they're used to working with people who don't. So yeah. um, I think it must, I mean, in your case, you're probably working with a combination as well because you're working with agencies also. Um, mm. But knowing how to approach your response without knowing who, how much knowledge you're person asking has right because you might annoy them if you if you talk to them like they don't know anything <laughs> yeah, or frustrate exactly. them that, if you assume they know something that they don't <laughs> yeah yeah hear? it's it's hard to get the balance sometimes for sure especially if you haven't had that much interaction with a particular client and you're not quite sure so you have to judge kind of level on the same sort of language that they've used in their support ticket. But um, I did used to be quite um, intimidated by maybe agencies or developers who were so much more technical than I was um, because I'm, I'm less technical. Um, but I think over time, within, especially in the WordPress community, you understand that everybody brings some big amount of value regardless of what involvement they have, technical or not. Um, and, you know, there's always something you can learn from somebody else. And so... Yeah, I just think that, um, yeah, it's just one of those challenges that we keep keep um, kind of battling through. But I think, yeah, just the main thing is to maybe mirror the language of, of, a, of a client, especially if they're the first person to communicate with you. So that's kind of probably your, your safest bet. <laughs> try not to go too technical and try not to um, undermine if, if they are a developer. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good bit of advice, Dean. And speaking of advice, I want to I ask you one of our other signature questions. 
about advice. And it's what's the best advice that you've ever received, read, found, stumbled upon, and successfully implemented in your own life, whether it was at work or outside of work, or maybe you do it both at work and outside. Hmm. Um, for me, I don't know who this came from. It's just something I generally tend to remember. Um, and I think we probably use it as well, like within our um, kind of Slack conversations at work. But it's just to remember you don't always have to reinvent the wheel, I think, um, either to be successful or to solve a challenge. Just don't waste the time. Somebody's already done it. <laughs> Somebody's already solved the problem. So, yeah, I kind of, even if I'm coming across kind of like the biggest challenge, either at work or in my personal life, I'll always try and use even the smallest resource. I can probably find a resource somewhere to kind of lead you to solve that problem. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and overthink things. So I think that can get you probably pretty far in your work life and your personal life if you just remember, you know, you, you don't have to reinvent this. Don't overthink it. It's a challenge, but somebody somewhere has already solved it. You just need to find those sorts of resources. So I think that's probably the best bit of advice that I've read or seen. Yeah, it's very true for WordPress. I always think like, mm. if you Google the problem you're trying to solve, somebody else has had that problem and probably solved it. Yeah, I love the that amount of times it saved me as a WordPress freelancer. <laughs> just support forums, Google, just, yeah, speaking to the WordPress community. The trick is finding the right, the correct word or phrase to, to, to look up because otherwise it, I don't know what I'm looking for. It kind of want, needs to do this, but that, but what's the word for what that is. And yeah. 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 I'm a big fan of, of, of using Twitter for search. Here's what I'm trying to do. Does anybody know where can you point me in the direction? And I, I, I find that's really, really helpful. It's just, you know, I don't need all the answers, but if you could just point me in the plugin, point me in the blog post, point me in the forum answer, please. Yeah, Twitter is such an underused resource, I feel. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not saying to everybody go and spam Twitter with support requests. <laughs> but absolutely, yeah. No, I don't mean support requests necessarily, but of our network, you know, especially in a WordPress yeah. environment, we we really it's not impossible or, or overly difficult to build a, a global network of friends, even if we've never met in real life. And we're all kind of trying to solve the same technical and design challenges and Hey, has anybody dealt with this before? Oh yeah, I have. And it, it looks really complicated, but if you get this plugin, it handles about 93% of it. And all you have to do is that last bit. Oh, that's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So Dean, I was just going to kind of make light of the obvious, uh, or maybe not make light, but mention the obvious. So we are, recording this conversation. Uh, and it's the first time certainly I've met you. I think you and Tara might have uh, bumped elbows at a previous WordCamp. But as of this recording, there are no WordCamps. We're all in COVID-19 uh, isolation. And you're in somewhere in Spain, and I'm somewhere in my house, and Tara's somewhere in her house, and we're, we're all remote. Tell us a little bit about how you're getting on with getting on with that. How's that working for you are more maybe maybe another way to ask it is how are you working that how's that how are you coping yeah so i've kind of started to hate the word lockdown but i think it's the most familiar word to use that everybody will recognize but I've, yeah so spain has been in this lockdown isolation for the past we're into our third week now so um probably uh, yeah um 
we were into isolation before the UK was. Um, for me, I just love to be outside. So this is quite tricky for me. Um, and also I love to be around people like when I'm working. So to be focused and then co-working and I'm around the hustle and bustle of stuff. So being kind of trapped in, um, yeah, it's not great, but you do make the most of a bad situation. I guess you kind of have to. <laughs> uh, but especially for Spaniards, like Spanish people are, they live outside, you know, like that's the lifestyle. So people are finding it very hard. But um, the the community, it, it, the good thing to come out of this that I'm seeing in a lot of countries and a lot of towns is that it really is bringing people together, probably more than we ever have before. The amount of people I've spoken to on like apps or Zoom that I just probably wouldn't check in with as often. I've spoken to so many people um, and it's great to see the neighbours come out and clap for the health service as well. Um, we all do that every night. Yeah, it seems like that's, I've watched those videos and I, they just make me really emotional. It's neat to see. We tried to do that. I live in a sort of suburban area and we had a clapping at eight o'clock the other night and there were maybe three people that got the word. <laughs> so it was a quieter clapping, but yeah, that's, I think that's amazing. And I think that yeah. trying to find the silver lining in a really awful, unprecedented situation is helpful for us emotionally to try to see those things. And somehow it feels like we have more time now because we're, you know, not mm -hmm. scheduling things, but yet I also feel like that's almost deceptive because we are spending a lot of time now on Zooms and doing things. So, but there just seems like an opportunity to sort of reset in a way. Yeah. But it's been uh, interesting to see the WordPress community responding to this with all of the WordCamps that have canceled, including WordCamp Europe uh, and, and transitioning to online, which is not at all the same. And we, our podcast is called Hallway Chats because it's based on that sort of casual conversation you have for a little while with people in the hallway of a WordCamp and it doesn't really exist in the same way um, when you're on a virtual platform. Um, but we're glad that we got to chat with you in this hallway, this virtual hallway um, today and to get to know you a little bit. And, and we really appreciate your reaching out to us to connect and tell us your story a bit. And uh, I love hearing about what life is like in Spain and the story of you kind of picking up and, and going there to reset and then never leaving is like a magical uh, novel in the making, it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's a fantasy we all have, but many do not <laughs> act upon. So good for you for acting upon it. <laughs> Where can people find you online, Dean? Um, so the, uh, yeah, WP Buffs is WP, WPBuffs.com. Um, that's the same across our Instagram and Twitter, and also me personally, Burton Dean, across Twitter, Instagram, everything. It's all the same, Burton Dean. <laughs> Great. Dean, what a pleasure to meet you and spend time with you uh, very much in our virtual hallways. Thanks for stopping by. Great to meet you. And you. Thank you for having me. This Thanks awesome. so much. Say hi to Joe for us. I will do. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>